Good morning, good morning. God bless you again, and thank you for joining with us. For those of you that are here and those of you viewing by the web and those that are out in the parking lot this morning, we are discussing truths that transcend time. The most I trust, the most dynamic 20 minutes of your day. I'm here to pump you up. How's that? All right. What we're going to be doing today is discussing another element of success. Putting one more element of this steps to success in its place. And today I'm excited about this particular element because it is often an overlooked element. And if we're not watchful, we can make some judgments. We can make some assumptions in life that could take us down the wrong path. It could have this, the sails on your ship set to catch a wind that never blows, you know. Because many times we, we, we come to the table attempting something with some expectations, but without full revelation or knowledge about what God's going to do. Has God ever surprised any of the rest of you? Man, he surprises me sometimes in the way he wants something done. David asked God, well, what way do you want me to go up in order to catch the Philistines? And God said, go up this way. The next time David stopped and prayed again, said, well, well, what time you, what way you want me to go up this time? Each time God reserves the right to do something different. And so we need to watch about the assumptions that we make. These 30 steps to success in life, they are simply elements that we can put in our heart, put in our life, put in our mind. We can make them a first response to situations that we encounter because all the rest of your life, you're going to continue to be drawn by God into a greater potential. You see, you're not at your greatest day. You're on your way to your greatest day. In fact, the day that you draw your last breath on this planet, you can boldly and confidently say, providing you know Christ, you can confidently say that my greatest day day is yet ahead. And that's the truth. It is. So today, I encourage you, listen to this element, listen to this step today, and realize that it could help you in the future. It can keep you from making some real mistakes. It can keep you even from getting a little depressed when you don't see God do something or life doesn't unfold the way you expect expected it to. Perhaps sometimes we, we uh, are our own worst enemies because we, we set our expectations. And when expectations are thwarted, we can feel depressed. We can feel, you know, even embarrassed, especially if we've told other people things. So it's important that we have this element in our life. Let me recap again this morning what all the elements are, okay? Dream, unleash your imagination. How important is that to know what God wants? And then number two, to know how he wants it, to know how he's going to do it to have a place to start, okay? And that's where the meditation comes in. We dream, we meditate, we ponder on it. You know, we brood over it. Then we begin the pursuit, first by the declaration, by the expression of ownership of that dream. This is my dream. I trust you're still telling people day after day what God is going to do in your life. Tell You know, Dr. Paul Yonggi Cho in one of his books many years ago, a couple of decades ago now, in one of his books, he talked about uh, believing that God had given him a bicycle. He had, this, he had this heart, this vision, this desire for this bicycle so that he could do his ministry. And, and so he, he just really planned a place for it, even in his house, where it would sit and what, you know, how he would protect it. And then he would go around telling people, I've got a bicycle. And they say, you have a bicycle? And this was in Korea, post-war Korea. And it was very difficult. And not many people had any possessions. He would say, oh, yes, I have a bicycle. They would say, really? He said, oh, yes. They said, take, you know, show me the, this bicycle you have. He would take them to his house, you know, and because he, he was determined that he was going to declare and confess this thing as though it was really there because he believed God told him that God would give him a bicycle. And so he just confessed that bicycle. 
He would take people to his home and be, be, he said people would end up leaving going, you're crazy. You are crazy because he would say, yes, my bicycle is here. My bicycle is here. My bicycle is here. You know, he was owning it and he moved himself into the place where not only God gave him a bicycle, but God gave him three quarters of a million active members in his church. Now, by that same method of dreaming the bigger dream, he encourages people that once they reach a plateau, he said dreams and visions are the language of the spirit. Once you reach your goals, you have only arrived at the next departure point. And he says, well, I, I said that, but that's what he meant. Okay. I paraphrased what he said. You've only arrived at that next departure point. Embrace a new dream, embrace another opportunity and get God to give you a plan. And then began pursuit by confessing that out of your heart and building and painting that image on the inside of you. He says that's very important. He says that's the key to what he has experienced in God all of these years. Now, after you get the purpose and after you get the plan and after you begin pursuit, then you need to add some of these things to your life. One is relationship. Continue to build them. Then presentation, participation, character, humility, endurance, kindness, candidness, influence, faithfulness, and flexibility. Wow, was that a short recap? Flexibility. (laughs) Today we're going to be looking at a new element to add to your arsenal of steps toward success, and it is the element of perspective. Perspective. What in the world is perspective? What in the world is, you know, many of us need a paradigm shift. Many of us need to change the way we're thinking. Our perspective, okay? You see, the world is bigger than just our little circle of life. And and and, and world is bigger than just our circumstances. And, and what we do affects so much more than what we realize. Some things must be viewed from the big picture, which sometimes we have it and sometimes we don't. Many times we need to put ourselves in other people's shoes so that we can gain perspective. Joseph had a perspective that was beyond his knowledge and beyond something that he could have put together. He attempted to see and to view the situation that he was in through Pharaoh's eyes. He didn't just view it through his own eyes. If Joseph had viewed all that was going on in Egypt and all that was going to happen in Egypt through his own eyes, he would have went in front of Pharaoh and said, Pharaoh, I've been wrongfully imprisoned, falsely accused. I was sold in slavery. I'm a free man. But he didn't just view life through his eyes. He viewed it through the big picture of what God was doing in his life. And he viewed it through Pharaoh's eyes. What must Pharaoh be facing? What is this nation going to face the next 14 years? What's going to happen afterward? Joseph backed up and had a big picture view of his little circumstances. And where do I fit in the big picture of things, not just my job, not just, you know, my money, not just my time, but how does this play out in the future, in the big picture, in my dream that I have where God is taking me? Let me help you understand what a paradigm shift is, okay? Maybe this story will help. This is a true story. One day I was, I was going from, uh, from uh, I'd, I'd been to Texarkana, Texas, and I left Texarkana and I went, to, went, went, went up to Dallas and I did some work in Dallas uh, at, at our church on the Rock International headquarters. 
And then as I was going back to Texarkana, I was going back to pick up Brenda and Brenda and I were supposed to, you know, come here. Well, as I, it got raining, you know, and I was tired. I'd had a long day, you know, you know how it is in the rain, the rain is kind of mesmerizing as it, as it's falling, you know, and, and uh, on the windshield just, you know, uh, and so I'm, 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 I'm getting sleepy, real, real, real sleepy. Now I did everything I could. I was, I was by myself. I did everything I could to air blow awake. You know, I slapped myself. I, I opened the, the, the window and, you know, let, let, let in my face. And, you know, I did everything I could to stay awake. And I kept catching myself dozing off. You ever, you ever do that? You know, and wonder, oh, where am I? What's going on? You know, and you, you, know, you straighten back up. And, and uh, I kept dozing off. And, I, and, I, and when I doze off, I'd veer off a little bit and it'd shake me. And I'd, you know, uh, wake myself back up. And, and uh, it got to raining really, really, really hard. And somewhere, uh, somewhere, you know, around, uh, uh, Mount Pleasant, Texas, uh, still about 30 miles or so, 40 miles from where I, where I needed to get in. And, and I knew Brenda was waiting on me and we needed to come home and stuff like that. I thought, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it all the way home, but I, I just couldn't, I talked to myself. I prayed, I screamed, you know, I shook myself. I did everything, but I just went to sleep. And I was asleep for just longer than was comfortable, you know, when you're by yourself like that in the rain and such. And, and, you know, I jerked myself. And when I jerked myself, I did not know where I was. Now, that's, and, and I, was, I was going pretty fast. I mean, pretty fast. Now, uh, many of you are probably thinking something. Many of you perhaps would be thinking, well, why didn't you pull over? Idiot, get out, right? That would be a common assumption, okay? Because I was in an airplane. Okay, there's a paradigm shift for you. You see, there was more to it that you didn't know. And the little bit more that I just added, I was in an airplane, okay? I was flying my airplane, and the rain was coming down. It was mesmerizing, and I couldn't stay awake. I couldn't just pull over, okay? It's not possible. But before you knew that little more bit of information, you were beginning, perhaps you were tempted perhaps to think, I'm an idiot, okay? But with that little bit of information, all of a sudden you have great compassion. You realize, my goodness, this guy, you know, he's probably not an idiot. He was just in a bad circumstance, things beyond his control, and he almost died as a result of it. Correct. I slapped myself. I couldn't get up and walk around. I had a little window. I opened it up and turned it on my face. I did everything I could to stay awake, and I kept falling asleep. It's the most, the rain was beating on the windshield, and that propeller was just mesmerizing me. And, and, and I was in instrument weather. I was, I was inclement weather. And, 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 and in inclement weather, you know, you can't see the ground, and you can't see, you know, references. You're just staring at instruments to keep your plane upright. And when I go to sleep, I'm playing, and I look, and I go, whoa, you know, you know. Hey, have compassion on people that you meet. Don't assume you know everything about their situation. Perspective. Joseph had compassion on Pharaoh and on Egypt because he was able not only to know about what was going on in his life, but he had a bigger picture perspective sometimes our small picture limited perspective will limit our success 
because we will limit our involvement or we will limit what we think about a situation. You see, the only, the only way you can make a decision, the only way you can make an assumption is by the limited amount of information you have on that particular subject at any time, and that ought to scare you. Okay? It ought to scare you. Now, our word for the day, perspective. You know, it's not always about me. There is a big picture involved, okay? Um, you know, we can't know it all. All you can know is the little that you know until you know more. And sometimes when you know more, the little bit you know is just blown away. The assumptions you had are just blown away. It's good not to assume. Our focus scripture this morning is in Genesis 41, verse 33. This is what Joseph said to Pharaoh. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over all the land of Egypt. You know, Joseph didn't just assume I'm going to be that man. You know, he told Pharaoh the big picture. Here's the big picture. Choose a wise and discerning man. Here, this is the big picture. This is what you need to do, Pharaoh. And he didn't just assume that this is the way that God is going to promote me. He didn't just say, you know, many people who are hungry for deliverance or are hungry for God to meet a need or hungry for success, many of them make assumptions that this is my cash cow. This is what's going to do it. This is, and they, so they put all their hope and all their expectation in that one single thing. And when it may not, and sometimes it does not, work out exactly the way you thought it would, then, then that, that can lead to depression. It can lead to people uh, uh, vacating the pathway that God has them on and and. And they, they can even blame the dream is not true. It's not going to happen. But Joseph here, you see, he wanted, he wanted God's will to be done, the big perspective. We should look for God's perspective on life and adjust our lives to follow God's lead instead of trying to adjust God's will to meet up with our circumstances of life. Okay, Stick with God's perspective. Don't assume you know. Joseph didn't assume he was coming before Pharaoh to get a pardon. He didn't ask for one. He didn't make claims of innocence and attempts to have his sins commuted. He, 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 he didn't just think this is all about me going home. Something much, much, much bigger. You see, when God is writing the script of your life, something much bigger than you could imagine or perhaps even than you should assume is in your future. And only God can put these steps together. Perspective. Getting God's perspective. God thinks so much different. If you look down to the bottom of your sheet, it says uh, there uh, below what I can do about my day. Listen to Isaiah 55 in verse 6, 7, 8, and 9. Listen to this. The prophet said this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Verse 8, the prophet is prophetically speaking in the first person for God. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God thinks different. Why does God think different than us? Because God knows more than we do. God sees more than we do. And we need to have God's perspective. The only way that you can make a decision is based upon the amount of information that you have about that particular subject at any moment. And that should cause us to abandon our own pursuits, our own beliefs, 
You cannot know some of the things you need to know. Adopt God's perspective. Let God's word be truth. Let what God says be what you believe is going to happen. No matter how God makes it happen, believe God will make it happen. And then accept that perspective that God is in charge. We should look for God's perspective on life, and we should adjust our lives accordingly. What does God think about what you're involved in? Get his perspective. You see, you might think you know, but there might be one bit of information you don't know. For example, I was in an airplane. There might be one bit of information you don't know, and that one bit of information that God has yet to reveal to you could change your perspective on everything. Don't think you know more than God knows. Don't think you know more than God's word reveals. God, he has the right perspective. Amen? Add perspective. Get a big picture perspective that it's not always about me. I don't know everything. I can't understand what's going on. I don't know why God didn't use that to deliver me. I don't know why uh, that man didn't let me go. I don't know why they didn't hire me. I don't know why they fired me. I don't understand why this is going on or that going on. However, my perspective is based upon the dream that God has given me. And it's going to come to pass however God chooses to bring it to pass. Whatever elements he wants to use. But I'm going to continue building relationships. I'm going to continue making a good presentation. I'm going to have a big picture view of all that's going on and realize that other people also are involved in this thing and I have got to put myself in their shoes from time and from their perspective and not assume that this situation coming before Pharaoh is just all about me and all about it could be about Egypt it could be about people that God loves every bit as he loves me it could be about things that God is interested in and I might be a piece to the puzzle of someone else's life and they might get deliverance or exaltation They might get successful first, and then they might be a key to my success later, or maybe not. You just can't assume too much. Get a big picture perspective and realize there's more going on than meets the eye, and there's more to life than what you can assume. Let God give you your perspective. Let's make our confession this morning. Again, I trust, you know, many of you have probably already made it this morning. I have as well. Let's make our confession. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan. He will succeed. And I am going to participate. I love you. God bless you.